When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. With another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out Laker Tom's latest article today and Jamie Sweet's Five Things articles as well at Lakerholics.com. Plus also be a part of the great groups at Lakersball.com. You know Ox1947 is there for you at Lakersball.com. And also our good friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. And if you could support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, Laker Tom and I were wondering when exactly is Lakers training camp? When exactly is the training camp for the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, we got a hint and a taste of that because it's coming up real soon. The LeBron mini camp, as it were, is already underway from all appearances because it's got to be because next week is training camp for the Lakers. Media day is on Monday. Training camp happens right afterwards. So training camp is around the corner for the Los Angeles Lakers. And there's still lots of questions out there that need to be answered. Will Russell Westbrook, who's been the source of conversation all summer long, who's given us content to talk about all summer long. Well, you know what? Hey, if that happens, it happens. But will it happen? Will a Russ Westbrook trade happen? In the next few days leading into training camp, will that happen? The rumors about Russ being traded to the Spurs, that's gotten a little more heavy and a little more out there. We'll tell you why that's probably not a good idea for the Los Angeles Lakers if they trade for the Spurs for for Russell Westbrook. So we'll go ahead and talk about that coming up here in a bit. We'll also talk about Legacy. The True Story of the LA Lakers, Episode 7, happened over the weekend. We'll talk about that as well. Hey, everybody in the chat. Good evening. It is Petting My Cat. He's in the chat room. Good evening, indeed. If you get a chance and you have not yet subscribed, please go ahead and do so below Joe Sorrell today. Right there. Hit that subscribe button right below Joe. Right below Joe. You can do it. I know you can. I have faith in you. 
Yes, you can. Go ahead and subscribe today on YouTube. Plus also as well, if you're watching us on Facebook, which is something I don't do as much as anymore because of the, I guess, the, the I guess seemingly our, our audience tends to trend a little bit more towards YouTube. I want to go ahead and encourage all of our great Facebook fans, not only do, to like our page, but go ahead and check us out on YouTube because that's where all of our shows are directly going. So you can go ahead and definitely get all of our latest episodes there as well. But guys, we are here to talk Russell Westbrook. It is the closing days of summer. Again, the LeBron mini camp around that corner. Again, training camp around that corner next week. Looking like, I think Tuesday, because if media day's Monday, they go into it right afterwards. So here today to talk about the Russell Westbrook trade may or may not happening before training camp. It's a good man indeed. Someone who's been very out there and you know, I, I wouldn't say guaranteeing, but his words have been very strong for a Russell Westbrook trade in the next few days. It is the number one blogger that's out there for Lakers fans out there. It is the man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out today what he's doing at Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom, first man here, first man up. And Laker Tom, you again have been very adamant that Russell Westbrook is going to be traded within the next few days. I see your stuff that's going on at Laker Tom on Twitter. You're still out there with all the stuff. Do you still see a trade happening for Russell Westbrook by media day on Monday? You know, I'm not sure if it's going to happen before media day, but I tell you, there's a lot of evidence that it's going to happen before the start of the season. And there's a good chance it could happen during our broadcast today, even. Wasn't it yesterday or wasn't it tomorrow that uh, Rob Palenka and uh, and uh, Darwin Ham were going to have a press conference? And they canceled it, yes. And it they was canceled it all of a sudden and said that it wouldn't happen until... Tuesday the 27th, which is, I think, when Lakers media day is. Uh, Monday. It's Monday. Is it? Because I, I heard the 27th. I think it's Monday. Let me, I'll check to make sure. I thought that I was check reading that. The, At any rate, the it's kind of interesting. First off, why would the Lakers have scheduled an event? You can look at this two ways. One, you could look at it. They schedule something tomorrow for a deal that, that fell apart. Therefore, it's been canceled. Or you could look at it like, well, they were going to announce that Russ was staying with the team and we're all moving forward with that, but something else happened and all of a sudden it's canceled. So, you know, everybody will grab whichever life breath they're comfortable grabbing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think it's interesting because what I do see out there is that the Lakers want to want to trade Westbrook, but they want to limit it to be just one pick. They want to go into the season with a pick. Because they remember how difficult it was last year when they didn't have a pick available to try to pull something off. So there's that. I think that that's a big factor in in the whole situation. And then there's also the situation with the Spurs. I know you want to get into that later, but the simple reality is, is that the Spurs have enough money that the Lakers could take Jacob Poodle and, uh, and uh, D. Rich and have a $25 million traded player exception and trade Russ in one pick for that. I think that they have an offshoot. And I think the off-road, the, you know, let's, let's just make sure we get rid of Russ 
because that $25 million TPE could be very valuable down the road. Yeah, but you, you just mentioned the pick, about are are basically expiring contracts, so you're not you're not going to pick up anything with them as far as additional salary, which is one of the things purported that the Lakers are trying to do, uh, which frankly doesn't make sense because if they have a whole bunch of free agents, if they have a bunch of draft picks, and they want to trade for somebody, you've got to have players to trade, and if they if they don't trade Russ at least at the trade deadline. Then they'll they'll have no players to trade once next summer comes. Well, let me a, now let me ask you this: you 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 slipped in there, uh, still giving a pick. Why would you give a pick to the Spurs in order to go ahead and trade for players? Yeah, I understand the trade player exception. I get that, but the players that you'd be getting back don't help you at all. These are the this is the worst of the worst as far as the trade mentions. Plus, you're, you're, you're changing Johnson. the currency. You know, you're you're like you're like getting rid of. Of uh, of one type of currency, which is Russell Westbrook, and and you're getting players that are tradable contracts, and you're getting a twenty five million dollar traded player exception that you can use I to bring a player in without having to put any send out any salary. Puddle is probably a bar better defensive center than anybody we have right now, and he has trade value on the marketplace. And Jay Rich would actually be an excellent fit. He's a forty four percent three point shooter. He's an excellent defender, and he would be, be a, definitely a guy that you would even possibly consider that you would want to keep long term. Who, who is this? J. Rich? D. Rich. As far as Jason Richardson. Jason Richardson. J. Rich, excuse me. Yeah. He is worn out as welcome in several locations. His past is his name. He's is- still, when I still look at this situation, I still think that the Spurs are the off-ramp if the Lakers can't find anything to do with Pacers or the Jazz. Okay. But I think that they're going to, I think that they're going to make a trade. I think that there's still signs of it. And, you know, I, nobody else feels that way that I do, I guess. The only one that's close is, is probably Wendy, who's been, been saying this just doesn't make sense. This roster, he cannot believe that the Lakers basketball people really believe that this is a roster that can succeed or, or even, even survive in you know in the western conference so we'll see what happens that's just my take no no and i appreciate you doing that as always but uh, podal don't ask him to shoot free throws uh, he, he's just terrible at free throw shooting and then you have uh, with in regards to jay rich jay rich has worn out his welcome in several locations he's not still he's no, still a career 39 percent three-point shooter i don't know excellent defender he was an excellent defector. He's he's no he's on the backside of his career, and also Dougie he's McBuckets. Only years old. He's only thirty years old. He's on the backside of thirty, though. He's obviously worn his welcome already since he's been traded so many times in recent years, mind you. I mean, we're talking about Dallas. We're talking about Boston. We're talking about well, several locations. Gonna, you know, he would he the two of them would the two of them plus, and this is really important. The player that you might be able to get with with it. TPE at some point in time could be could be extremely valuable. They're going to be they'll be much better than Russell Westbrook. Uh, if you can get throw if you throw in Keldon Johnson for three million dollars, I'll listen. But outside of that, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. But also here well, today, and then you'll go through the season with Russ and enjoy that. Well, yeah, I, I'd like to see a better trade than that. That's just you know you're getting scraps, and you have to give. I said a that up. that was the that was the worst trade the Lakers would accept. Uh, I agree with you. 
at least that we agree. I mean, and if they do without a pick, okay, I'm willing to do without it's a okay. pick. The picks are the pick or something. You got to give those picks for something a lot better than that. But Joe is here today. He's one of the men behind the great site known as LakersBall.com. It is Ox1947. Joe Soro. You hear Laker Tom and I going back and forth. I don't mind that trade as long as you don't give up a, a pick for your future on these these scraps like laker tom saying even he knows that would be the worst option the off-ramp as it were <laughs> i would yeah but I you, would, gerald you can't nobody's gonna nobody's gonna take westbrook and not give you not require a pick well it's not point, gonna happen yeah but you don't just totally trade dreaming if, they, if you think that's gonna happen and well, frankly i'll bet you money that that won't even happen at the trade deadline well, that again, I'm not. I'm not going to argue with that. I'm not going to bet on you with that because when you're, it comes to Russell, you're Westbrook, not going to get rid of him for no picks, and you're you're definitely not going to get rid of him for somebody good without both picks. But what, what you're getting so back, your option is: Do you want to save a pick, and you think the pick is that valuable? Then you take back something that's less than what you would ideally want to do, because in the end, addition by subtraction is what you're going to get with Russell Westbrook. And nor do I wish to keep Russell Westbrook on the on the roster, but when your your standards are getting lower and lower, I feel like Billy D. Williams in <laughs> The Empire Strikes Back, where he says this deal is getting worse all the time. But also here today, oh, is it George. is because it's getting closer to the deadline, closer oh, to the God. reality that Russell Westbrook is going to be your starting point guard. It's getting worse all the time, Laker Tom. It's getting worse all the time. That off-ramp, I feel like we're on the LA freeways and that off-ramp is taking you to somewhere you don't really want to go. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know. Condolences to me. Wow, man. Nice. I I just had talked about that, and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. But also here today to talk about what's going on with the Lakers is the man behind, again, Ox1947. It is Joe Soro. Joe, you've heard Laker Tom and I start off the show. Welcome back. Glad you had a great weekend with the Dodgers in SF. Look at that smile on your face. Everything is all good. Dodgers over 100 wins. Everything is all fancy-dancy for you over there. But your thoughts on what's going on as we get nearer and nearer to training camp next week. The focus should be on what they can control. What they can control now is not dealing with Russell Westbrook in a manner on the court. His contract is untradeable without giving up assets for a return that's not worth it. There's, there isn't a player out there that you would risk 
an unprotected first round pick, even one for just dropping a contract. It's just not, it, it, it makes the, if you guys thought Luel Deng's contract was a monstrosity, imagine if we traded a 27 pick and we end up being, and it's unprotected. And then we end up being the worst team or, or one of the worst teams in the league in 26 and what if what if it's a top three pick or a first overall pick? Now the Russell Westbrook thing becomes an, a decade long decision that has crippled the Lakers, and it could That's be that's a hundred to one shot, maybe a thousand to one shot, maybe a million to one shot. Sure, I I I, I agree with that. Will LeBron or AD still be here? Not go outdoors because a brick might fall on our head. That 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 is true. That is true to to a certain extent, but we won. We, we got three second-round picks – I'm sorry, three second-overall picks during our run, which was I'm, – I'm pretty sure that the odds on that were pretty pretty low as well. Which run, which run are you talking about? The Lakers had three number two picks during the right. – Three the number two area. picks, not number one picks. Yeah. Oh, well, that's still pretty darn good. Yeah, uh, and that's – you know, a number two pick can – Number uh, two picks are the same as the top – Number two, three, four, and five picks all generate about the same number of superstars. Tell that to the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> well, if you pick the wrong number twos, I mean, I don't know if the Lakers picked the right number twos. Yeah, I mean, there was there was a year that the Lakers definitely did not pick the right number two. The way the team is constructed plays a factor in the trade as well. If we were just simply a one a player away to send away, away from having a clear enough area to where, let's say, AD and LeBron could work with some marginal talent even. Right now, we don't really have any marginal role players, in my opinion. Marginal can be subjective on what that means for most, but for me, there's there's really no third guy or even a fourth guy. I mean, hey, I, can I, I ask I, you this real quick? Do you think the Lakers have the worst supporting cast in the NBA? I, I, one of the worst, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's just not it's not a, a very well constructed team. Uh, even your young guys are terrible basketball players in terms of in, in the NBA, of course, uh, in terms of uh, defensive efficiency and actually shooting, which is. Again, uh, you know, I, I, I got to keep and I And I agree with that. I agree with that. That's why I think we have to make the trade. Yeah, but you're not getting anything back. That's going to help you right away. Back. You get you're, two or three players back who are okay, going to be – you You will get back your your third, fourth, and fifth best players on the team. That doesn't uh, they may of, not be stars, but they'll be your third, fourth, I don't, and I don't believe players. the I don't believe the Bogdanoviches and the Jordan Clarksons are, are a third and fourth type players. They Who are on more, our team is better than Bogdanovich. On the team, yes, but I'm thinking you're gonna you're gonna give away a possible asset for a, a first round exit. It's not really worth it at this point. It's just easier to just hope for the best, which is you know even saying that makes me gag because I don't really like to think that way. I'm just saying that because I want to keep some positiveness here. Otherwise, it's going to be a sad show. <laughs> uh, but the re- reality is I, I I don't really care about the 23 season at this point, other than to watch and enjoy some games and to see, hopefully, Anthony Davis uh, play like an MVP, which that's really my only concern at this point. LeBron James is about five years ahead of, of what he's already done. <laughs> 
everything right now is gravy on his career. He, it doesn't really matter what he does from here on out. He's already who he is, and he doesn't really need to prove anything, really, if you want to, you know, put it put it in, a, in an objective standpoint. I think I thought I thought it, I thought I found it funny that most people that a lot of people would be sitting there going, "I oh, see, I told you he's not clutch when he would miss a shot or whatever." The last few years, I'm like, dude, he's in his like 80th season. What <laughs> if he had retired seven years ago? This wouldn't even be a discussion. the The Lakers right now are a terribly constructed team. AD is the mystery in this whole thing. I'm not even. I don't really care about Russell Westbrook. If Darvin Ham is going to show me who he is, you know the guy that's going to hold people accountable. The first thing I would do if, if, if you've got that kind of conviction is to sit Russell Westbrook down the moment he starts to become a problem. I'll give you until the beginning of the year, just because you're a new coach. But if I go into that season or this season, two year, two weeks in, and that guy's not producing anything, you better, you better make a quick decision there unless Rob and Jeannie are pulling the strings. And then if that's the case, then this is a really no-win situation for all of us, and we're just going to have to wait out the season and hope that we get a good amount of players next summer with our with what money we have. It's just not looking good, guys. We we are not we are not we've we've got terrible locker room guys in Schroeder. Uh, Beverly is not maybe terrible in the locker room, but I know if I was a player, I I put earplugs in. Russell Westbrook is a non-chemistry, whatever. That that, and then you got everyone else that's young, and then of course the two main stars. I, I don't see, I don't see anything here that's that's looking good to to, to start the season. And I don't, I just don't see any. It's, not, it's just not worth sending out any assets to anyone that's out there unless there's some way we can get a player that might have a, an extra year on his contract. See, that's the only way this will happen without sending out draft assets. Is some team's going to have to really desperately want to get rid of a contract with some guy with some talent that's beyond this year. And then at that point, they just get out of that contract and they only have to deal with the Russell Westbrook contract this year. That's the only way this works. If they wait till the trade deadline, it's the same concept. What star player or really good player is a team going to want to get rid of around that time that the, that can help the Lakers? and maybe give them a little bit of a shot to compete for a title in 2023, that remains to be seen. Well, we'll see what happens again. Training camp is around the corner, and I know, as as Laker Thomas alluded to, that they were going to have a press conference, both Darvin Ham and Rob Palinka, and they decided to cancel it in order to wait until next week for media day. So we're looking forward to seeing what happens there in regards to that. But still, there's – when it comes to a rust trade, I just don't think that if you trade for a guy like Jason Richardson, who again has worn out his welcome in a lot of other NBA cities, if he is near your number three, that's not a good sign. And that you don't certainly can't give up a first round pick for that time. You certainly for him and Jacob. You're giving Porter, up a first round pick to get rid of Russ. Because I if you go out there with this lineup, with this roster and Russell Westbrook, you are going to have a disastrous season. By the trade deadline, by the trade deadline, two-thirds of the season is going to be gone. You're sacrificing this season because they won't give up a draft pick that, if the Lakers take care of business and run their franchise properly, will be a late 20s draft pick like it's always been. 
I hear what you're saying. I hear what, look, I I thought of that exact thing, Tom, exactly what you said. You got to bet on yourself. You can't exactly what you said. A loser. The issue is I want something a little bit better in talent return. That's just kind of what I'm, we may be, we may be getting it. How do we know yet? The Lakers have done a good job of posturing their position that they're not going to give this up. They're not going to give that up, but there's a middle ground. The middle ground is we're running ads now. What's going no, on? No, they wanted to see. Go ahead, continue talking. Okay. We just they wanted to see my shirt that I have above uh, the okay. ceiling, but I could keep going. It's, it's my yeah, 88. It's, it's from better times. The only thing I say, Laker Tom, and I'll just leave it up there a couple minutes longer, get back to us. And the only thing I ask is if you trade for Jason Richardson and Jacob Pope, how much really realistically better do you think you'll actually be? Gerald, I said that was the bottom line trade. There are three or four trades out there that are much better than that, but that I think are available. Oh, and I'm I'm telling you, yes, I'm agreeing with you. I'm not trying to. Well, I'm not trying to get you mad. I'm not trying to get you mad. I apologize. But the thing is, with the the reports you've seen it, Tom, the reports least the Spurs seem to be the flavor of the day. In the past couple days, the Spurs talk has picked up. So that's why I'm saying. So I don't mean any disrespect to you and what you're saying, and I don't mean to get you upset at all. I'm just telling you that the Spurs and the reason why we're having this conversation is that the Spurs have become at the forefront of these media conversations. That's the only yeah, And I think that they are the third option. Okay. I, 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 to me, they would be the last option. That's for sure. Well, they I, probably are. The third option is probably the last option. Yeah. So I, I agree. I, I'm, I'm not, not telling you otherwise. So again, I uh, don't want to get you mad. Don't want to get you upset. So I apologize if I got you upset because I, I know that. Uh, a tough issue as far as this Russell Westbrook is getting a lot of people. Upset. I know that you will I'm not upset. believe any trade that happens. That, that made me upset. Happens. So no. it doesn't matter. Well, and I just don't, I just don't think that there's a trade out there that you would want to give up your first round picks. If I'm running an organization, I just, I just don't think, and I think that the Lakers realize and understand. And if you look at the stats of what the odds are of getting a star player from a first round draft pick, it's mostly just nothing but smoke and mirrors. Those picks really, as we never really do pay off. The only and way they pay we... off is is doing doing what Utah is doing and doing what uh, what Oklahoma City has done, which is really just get a raft of picks so that you can outbid anybody when something comes up. And that's where they're going to use their picks. That's how they're going to transform their. They already have a bunch of young stars. They're going to start putting together picks in the next two to three years. And those picks will be used to get proven players. I, I was with you, you know, when it came to Kyrie Irving, I was with you. But then again, like you said, how many Kyrie Irvings are actually going to be available out of the marketplace? That was probably the closest shot that we had was, was well, getting they can, Turner and Heald would make them championship contenders. There's a, there are half a dozen well-respected pundits out there who actually have said that exact same thing. That they would be legitimate contenders with those two players. I kind of disagree, and so do a lot of other people on that. I've also heard a lot of pundits that say the other way. I mean, it's kind of a question. I've heard a lot of pundits say that the Lakers actually believe that. Well, LeBron and AD want to. They want to. They want to go the superstar route. If LeBron and AD plays 140 games, that changes the entire complexion of things, and that would probably lead me towards what you were thinking. If that's the case, but. It's very hard with the way that LeBron and AD. So you know, we should assume that LeBron and AD are only going to play 40 games. 
And we should assume that everything else is going to go wrong, that nobody's going to shine. Um, and then the whole problem is, is that if you look at that roster, if you have any brains and understand what a basketball team is supposed to be, and you look at that roster without any shooting, no backups for LeBron and AD, and a, practically a rookie at center to start, you can see why Windhurst would say, there's no way any good basketball people would think that this team can even open the season. There has to be a trade in the win. And that's what's going to happen. Uh, again, I don't want to get you upset. You're already getting upset. And again, I, I'm sharing my feelings just as much as you are. I know the Lakers right now, in a, they're not in a position to compete. Anybody who can see that. Anybody can see that, right? Sometimes you, know, I, you have to make a trade. Just to make a trade. Okay. As, uh, I mean, Joe. And, by subtraction. Uh, and sending Russell Westbrook, we've talked about sending him home. We've talked about other things as far as trying to go ahead and eliminate him as a active part of the roster. I get that. But Joe, I mean, this situation, again, you see the volatility. You see what kind of emotions it's bringing out. Russell Westbrook on the roster. And I agree. Russell Westbrook, is, the more he stays on the roster, the more negative it can get. You're going to kiss off one of LeBron's ears, man. Well, what's going to need to happen, and I've been saying this all summer, is AD is going to have to be available and at, at MVP level. Then the things will settle a little bit better. I agree. With, with that. And it, it, it doesn't matter if you make a trade or not. That's still the most important part of this puzzle. Uh, LeBron had said, if I have, you know, get us in the playoffs and let, let AD and I take care of the rest, okay, I'll – I'll play with that a little bit. But if they're sitting at, let's say, I don't know, let's say they AD is a maniac this year and plays well and LeBron is pacing himself very well and they end up at uh, 35 and 15 at the All-Star break, maybe things can be done at the All-Star or at the trade deadline and whatever. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know how to... I don't know how to assume something that deep down in my gut that doesn't look good to assume even something. <laughs> I don't I don't see a team that was constructed correctly. Uh, even if it wasn't LeBron, it's still not constructed cor correctly. A LeBron team needs a, just like Peyton Manning, and I've used this analogy a few times, he needs receivers and he needs a tight end and he needs an offensive line to block. If you can do that, uh, he'll win you 12, 13 games a year and win you a couple Super Bowls. With LeBron, you just need shooters and guys that can play defense. And we don't have any of those uh, at the moment. And the superstar that you're paying $47 million to can't seem to understand that that's what this team needs. And he's more worried about whatever it is that he worries about. Any news on Kendrick Nunn? Is there a press conference for him being... Uh, Maybe that's one to, reason to, why they canceled. Is that, is that, is that, is that, the, is that the press conference? News, it, he put out a video that showed him making some pretty good moves. Yeah. Supposedly playing really well. Yeah, I can, I can go one put out a video one. right now and really make some nice moves on my own with no guarding. I promise you, I, I played, I'm very good when I'm by myself. Just like those prospect videos when they're yeah. going against a chair. Yeah. Or, or those YouTube videos showing Luke Walton making all these amazing plays. Guys, it's edited. You can edit it and make all the good plays, right? I, I have no confidence in Kedrick Nunn at all. Uh, I think there's something going on there that we don't know about, and I wish I knew. And it's just one big, uh, <laughs> you know, they can't even get a press conference right. You want these guys to make a trade that will work and help the team? Come on. 
it's getting harder and harder to go ahead and say that this team is going to be successful this season in any format, regardless of a trade or otherwise, because like you said, so many things are working against it. So many ifs, but if again, like you said, you know, if you get the season and this, again, I was why I said the other day that we should rename the team, the Los Angeles ifs right now, because of the fact that the Lakers have so many ifs coming into the season, but the biggest one, I think, like you said, Joe, is the man that you have really, really are behind, and that's AD. Again, I'm going with you. I'm giving him another season. I think that this season, according to a lot of people as well, feel that this is going to be a bounce-back season for AD. I'm, I'm thinking that way as well, and a lot of it is because of the confidence that you've had in him. It's the only thing that would make sense at the moment. You have a 30-year-old future Hall of Famer in his prime still who's got a unique skill set that very few people ever have had. That's what you bank your money on if you have to bank your money on something. If he is 2020 AD, you're going to get a lot of positive things that are happening on the team just by having that. And then if LeBron isn't ailing from some minor injury and out for 10 to 15 games, you're going to have a good there's going to be some stability there and then maybe some rhythm built with some of the young guys. Maybe they, maybe some of them start to, you know, surprise us in some way. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that not a lot of us thought that uh, Alex Caruso or, or Austin Reeves would turn into what they turn into. And I think there's some athletes on, on the team athletes that could maybe turn the corner if they have that continuity and chemistry. That's that's just going off of common sense thinking at that point. As far as the plug in from out of nowhere and talent guys, I, I don't I don't really see any 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 guys that you could do that on this team. The only miracle that could happen is Russell Westbrook stops missing layups and actually plays team defense, which that would help us a lot. Well, if uh, let's say if AD steps up back to where he was before, like you said in twenty twenty. You have Kendrick Nunn maybe coming off the bench, healthy, being able to play five on five again. Austin Reeves gets to anywhere near 35% from three. Then you don't have to worry about what Russell Westbrook. I would test, I would test Westbrook uh, if I was a coach and really attack his manhood in practice. That would be, that would be my, uh, my mental thing. You know, Phil Jackson used to play mind games with certain players he was more passive aggressive, but I would be a little bit more direct. He used to like, give them books that they don't read as well. Right. And he, 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 that was always a test. Like, are you going to put in the time to learn who you are? Well, I'm not going to be, I wouldn't send any books out. That's a little too slow for me. But I would, if I, if I saw Russell Westbrook not closing out on a, on a, def- on a defensive play or missing a layup, you know, it, it, the, the kind of things I would say to him is, so this is this is your first ballot Hall of Famer. Can he make a layup? You're you know like kind of like a funny dig, but not really to test to see if Russell Westbrook has the mental fortitude to handle criticism, which we all know he doesn't really handle it well on the media. But maybe indoors, maybe somebody doing prodding him. Maybe Dar- Darvin Ham can be the Westbrook whisperer. Well, before I turn over to Laker Tom and then Jamie Sweet, thanks for Jamie to come on real quick with us. I do want to mention Bubba says LeBron says he will return to his greatness. 
no one ever says that LeBron hasn't been great. I mean, he averaged 30 points and, and he's how old? 37 years old. The fact is he just needs to stay healthy. If he can give us 70 games, I think that's the cut cut line for me. I heard today on a podcast by one of the ESPN analysts, they're, they're expecting maybe 130 games. If we can get 140 games, I think that can make us a competitive team. Maybe even possibly a playoff team, but we'll see what happens there. But Laker, Tom, any thoughts as far as, uh, you know, what, what Joe said in regards to this? I think if we get a development from Austin Reese, we get some competent play from Patrick Beverly, we won't need to worry whether or not Russell Westbrook can give you anything at all. I don't think Russell Westbrook is capable of really helping this team. The best that we can hope from him is not to hurt us. You know, I mean, his his timing of when he makes his blunders is is really a big part of the problem. And if, if he can at least be in the background and not be a menace on the court or a menace off of the court, then it all comes down to how LeBron and AD play. If they could come out of the gate and play well, they could carry the team. But the big problem still is that this is an incomplete roster. This roster was built without any shooters. And it's going to be very hard to even run the offense that Darvin Ham wants to run without shooters. I don't know. You know, Jamie may prove to be right here that he's been saying that there's not going to be a trade. And we all know there's a multitude of eccentricities in the Lakers brain trust that could lead to a multitude of reasons why they wouldn't make a trade. Who knows? We'll just have to see. I think at this point in time that this, this is a team that you look at the roster and it screams that there has to be a trade to be made. And I think there are trades to be made. There are trades to be made that would dramatically improve the team. And a big part of what the Lakers have got to get out of is just having cap space. Cap space, cap space is not going to be the solution. You're talking about saving cap space. Yeah, for Kyrie Irving, but the other guys that you're talking about are 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 not players that that are really caliber players that you're going to really you'll have a better shot at trading people. And if you got draft picks and, and you're trying to save draft picks, you need to have players under contract. If we do, if we go through the whole year next year and we let end up with Russ expiring, we'll have just three players under contract. One of them being the rookie Christie and the other two being LeBron James and Anthony Davis. That's all we'll have under contract. We won't even be able to make a trade. We could offer three draft picks to somebody and we couldn't even make a trade. So we keep chasing this whole thing of trying to create cap space when we, what we should have been doing is getting players and developing continuity and, and getting guys on two and three year contracts that are good values that you can always move if you really have to move them. I think what we're going to do is a second straight, second straight year in a row, we're going to make a decision that's based upon this team going for a third superstar rather than a deep and talented roster. Also here today, good man indeed. He just popped in from Pismo Beach. Good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out today. Five things articles at Lakerholics.com. I made Laker Tom mad again, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want to do that. I leave you and Jamie to do that. But Jamie, you're back. Appreciate it, my friend. He actually said you were could be right on something. So that's a step in the right direction. Listen, a a broken clock's right twice, two times a day. So, you know. (laughs) 
That's about my. That's I would say that's probably about my track record. Uh, well, maybe a little better than that, actually. So, so your yeah. thoughts on all this whole Russell Westbrook thing? I, you know, again, <laughs> we all think that the rumors of the Spurs trade again would be probably be the lowest common denominator as far as assets that you could get back in return. But you know, and I know you've said for a while now that you don't think he's getting traded until the deadline, but. You know, with training camp coming right around the corner, my friend, next week, it looks like more and more that Russell Westbrook is going to be on this roster, even though by a lot of people's standards, he shouldn't be on this roster. Well, I mean, there's 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 we're talking about a couple of different issues here, right? I mean, there's the there's the issue with with the with this process that we've engaged in here. My problem, I, I mean, I I thought it would be difficult to trade Russ. And then the Lakers made it more difficult by putting artificial barriers that they created themselves in front of any trade that was going to happen. Oh, we won't use both draft picks. We don't want to take back any long-term money. We're putting all our eggs into the next summer basket, even though got to put a team out this summer. And in theory, that team with LeBron and AD on it, ought to have some kind of shot at winning. So for a while now, though, Russell Westbrook has been on the trading block since January of this year, basically. And here we are, month nine of that, and nothing's nothing's changed. The Lakers have the same roadblocks that they've put up themselves in front of any Russ deal. One draft pick at most doesn't even seem like they're really willing to do a pick swap or other teams aren't really enticed by that. And no long-term money, no money that goes past next summer. It has to expire after this coming season. So once that became basically etched in the stone of reality, then you're basically looking at who's going to, who's going to make that deal. I get it that, you know, Rob doesn't want to negotiate against himself. I applaud him for finally learning that lesson. Kind of wish he had learned it a couple years ago, frankly, but you know, when we bid against nobody for Dennis Schroeder, or when we bid against nobody for Russell Westbrook the first time. Those are all things that happen in a vacuum, and you look back on now and say, uh, okay. <laughs> but then there's a different crime that occurs after these things. If you know there's a high degree of probability that Russell Westbrook is going to be on the team, why are you using the MLE on Lonnie Walker the fourth? Why are you signing non-shooter after non-shooter after non-shooter to this roster and expecting this to work. So there's, 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 there seems to be a complete and utter disconnect in logic here that I, I can't, I can't explain. I don't, I, it doesn't make, it didn't make sense to me last season when after we signed Westbrook, we did not keep Caruso and we didn't try to get something for Dennis Schroeder. Now we're paying Dennis Schroeder again, a guy we sent out a first round draft pick for just last summer and we're bringing him back. Because, uh, yeah, why not? Because it's <laughs> a great not? deal. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's $80 million dollars in savings. I, I, so I, I really, I, I'm just, the, the, the logical process here is just completely lacking. Um, there's no logic. It's just reactionary. It all seems geared towards appeasing Clutch, which is the only thing I can get out of the Lonnie Walker Ford signing. Clutch client. Maybe that was the thing that, you know, got Rich Paul to be like, oh, come on, Bron, sign the extension. Look, they signed Lonnie. Like, I, 
I, I that's just he's the only guy who would agree to just a one year deal. <laughs> maybe that's what it, I, I find I mean, that hard to believe. No other, think, no other, you don't think no Dennis Schroeder would have, you don't think Dennis Schroeder would have taken the, the MLE, MLE in a one year deal. I mean, I mean, whatever. It's, it's all just, it's just, <laughs> it's just completely devoid of logic. You build a team around Russ the same way you build a team around LeBron. You've got to surround those guys with people who open up the floor or they're going to run into a crowd and get picked off and have five turnovers a game, which both LeBron and Russ averaged last season. So if, if they're both going to average five turnovers a game on this non-shooting roster, you're starting the game with a 10 turnover handicap. You're basically gifting the team that you're playing against 10 possessions already right off the bat. And so I just don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> I really don't. It's a the trade. Logic there's a trade completely coming. escaped me. He thinks there's a trade and company. He, he's, he, no, he said he thinks there's company. a trade coming. There's not a well, trade coming. What coming. other, what other, there is no other well, explanation. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Did well, the sun come the up? Lakers are crazy the sun come up? Oh, there's a trade that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. Every, every, like, you know, if a mouse, if a, if a mouse, you know, eats a piece of cheese, there's a trade that's coming. <laughs> it's, it's the precursor. The word precursor became very popular this summer. As soon yeah, as somebody, I, as soon as somebody it, it got up, a logical explanation for what's going to happen. I mean, one of the, the two explanations are there's either going to trade going to happen or the Lakers are crazy, <laughs> crazy dumb. You know, it's got to be two. one of the two. I, I know you're saying it's number two, and I'm scared it's number two, to be honest with you. But I it's sure number hope it's number one. <laughs> it's number two. This team has reacted very poorly to winning. I just wanted to mention to Greg Harris. Yes, Greg, uh, if they do, if they just, if they let things ride and piss off Laker Tom for the entire year and keep Russell Westbrook <laughs> on the roster for the entire year and his $47 million comes off the books, the most that they could have, let's say, even if the, the salary cap gets a little bit more ex- than expected bump up because of the it TV contract on the road, about a 30, 39, I think you can get to, uh, 35 to 39 is where it's expected. But as Laker Tom says, and to his point, that you can't get an entire roster three, what, oh, excuse me, Max Christie, four through 12, as far as building off of just $39 million. So I see Tom's point. I, I actually do see Tom's point in saying that. But to me, it's just about, you know, I don't mind giving up those draft picks, but to do it to something that actually will move the needle. In my opinion, that Indiana trade won't move the needle enough. We'll get the Lakers maybe to a maybe a fifth or a sixth spot in the in the Western Conference, and that's still a first round mm-hmm. loss, most likely against all those big teams in the Western Conference. But that's why that's why if the Lakers are going to use a draft pick, it can't be for it can't be for a guy on an expiring contract unless you intend to sign him. You don't spend eighteen. You don't spend a first round draft pick to get Miles Turner. On a, who's on an expiring contract, unless you re-sign him for a one plus one to line him up with LeBron and AD. You don't trade for Buddy Heald, who's got a second year in his contract, and you think that that's a bad thing when you realize that if the Lakers really want to have cap space in 2023, they have got to have players that they can trade. It, you just, you, you're not going to get a superstar unless you can trade for him, and, and, and you got to have draft picks. So we're getting... They're, they're collecting draft picks. They could have three draft picks next year. And and two of them, they could be a very unprotected draft picks. And they, depending on what happens with the Lakers this year, the 2023 first round pick, which we have, could be a lottery pick. 
probably will be a lottery pick if, if we go in with this roster that we've got right now and we keep Russell Westbrook. But you, you, you cannot build for the future, win now, and do all of these things at one time. I mean, you cannot not take back expiring contracts. You cannot take back long contracts. You cannot take back any money because you might have to pay luxury taxes. There's a million different variables like 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 Jamie said that the Lakers have artificially put up there. Now the reason you put up those artificial barriers is posturing. So your opponents know immediately what the answer is going to be if they want you to to take $5 million back more than in salary or whatever it happens to be. So the only logical answer to what a mess we're watching and seeing right now is that the Lakers are going to pull the plug and make a trade. And I think that this cancellation of the press conference that was scheduled purportedly, I believe, to introduce the fact that Russell Westbrook is returning and is going to start at point guard. Um, I think that got canceled for a reason. And um, maybe we should have Jamie check Twitter right now. You never know what happened. Never know what happens indeed. But Joe, I know you had some thoughts on this. I do want to mention that I'm going to move, Joe, just to let you know, since you and I have both seen it, the Legacy Episode 7, I'm going to move that conversation to Thursday when we have more time. I want to focus on this because so many people are watching and it's such a great part of the conversation because we only have about 10 minutes left. God, I want to take care of what you want to say. And then also, Blue Magic, I got your question coming up for the crew before we head on out. Go for it. Lakers need to ride the season and then uh, dispatch of the decision makers they have right now and start and, and really find someone that can actually construct a basketball team. That is where my brain is starting to go. If this thing blows up the way we think it's going to blow up, if it continues to go this route, the genie needs to take up a leadership role at some point here and find a general manager or basketball of operations that actually can uh, be trusted to uh, create a team that will work. And the clutch sports thing is about over right now on 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 this disaster of a of a completion of a of a roster. I I am. I'm tired of hearing about clutch sports. I have no feeling for that. And it's too bad we're not going to be talking about the show because episode seven of uh, Legacy was about how nepotism can can rot your organization. And those who actually did stuff like Jerry West, Phil Jackson, you know, those are uh, those are the top-notch guys. Uh, I wish we would focus on those type of things and not worrying about whether some agent is happy. And I guess we've still won through all the drama, but I still say that the Shaq-Kobe era, as happy and successful as it was, it was a lost opportunity in the end, just like Shaq's career. Shaq, Shaq's career was a, a great career, but should have been the number one career had he cared a little bit more. And that's what happened in that case. And it ended up spilling over to so many other things. And that's that's how you how a how a leader can can sabotage things. Owner, star player, all these things. There's no, you know, Jerry Buss. Did, it, did as much as he could 
I think if it was maybe 15, 20 years earlier, I think he would have been able to handle a little bit better. But he was trying to phase himself out. But, you know, dealing with all those mental midgets in his family that just can't seem to not worry about the petty crap, this is the result. And human frailty, human uh, disease of needing adulation. And, you know, that's that's the stuff where, you know, I, I'm going to veer off a little bit on on things that get a little bit more brutal with but i won't because I, I i just think that that's usually where all the problems start is someone not feeling appreciated someone not owning up to their mistakes not having a direction you know you make mistakes you make bad decisions then you know you need to you need to show that you understand that and you're going to try to start fixing it otherwise you're just going to keep making stupid mistakes more and more because you're trying to appease something else or whatever and that's what this feels like. What is, what is, what are these, what are the trend? What are the, well, I don't understand the transactions here. This doesn't make any sense. You're just basically thinking you're playing NBA 2K. Is that what it is? I don't know. It's doesn't, none of it makes any sense. And there's no talent out there that, that, that I'm going to be excited about trading for regardless. You know, the, of- you know, the thing that they have in, in common though, is that you have to pay a lot of microtransactions. <laughs> NBA 2K, a lot of microtransactions. Lakers, a lot of transactions. Okay, never mind. It's a, it's a money joke. Never mind. Oof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. It's a gamer thing. You got to be a gamer to know. I play video games and I don't know that. Okay, play NBA 2K. Try playing the my career mode I'm and see where you go. I watch real basketball. I got That's enough. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Joe. Sorry. I say we set up our, our show to be the therapy for Laker fans. Because they're going to sure. need a lot of it. I'll tell you what, to make a virtual couch. How about that for everybody out there? Uh sure, sure. I can, I can, I can do a broadcast from a couch. <laughs> We're still waiting to. You know what? I was thinking maybe do a Lakers convention. Does anyone do a Lakers convention out there? I don't know. Just throwing out that we'd be a great. What would you bring play. there, especially now? Would, well, would, would LeBron show up? Special appearances, Lakers from the past. You know, Lakers from the past that want to go ahead and get a nice paycheck to do some signing autographs and things of that nature. There's also memorabilia. There's special Lakers shows you can go back, Lakers panels you could do. We could be on there. There you go. Lakers yeah, they can They can use that PPP loan to, to set up all that, right? Oh, I'm not going to go touch that one again. You know my thoughts on that. You know my thoughts on that indeed. But before we head on out, I wanted to go ahead and touch on Blue Magic's question. I did not forget. We've had a lot of great talk in the chat, and I truly appreciate everyone for going ahead and chat. I will give a big thank you before we head on out. But, Laker Tom, I'll start with you first. Question for the panel. And I think this is going to be the unanimous choice from all of us, but is this season's roster worse than last season? There's an argument that it is. Last year we had wings. They were indeed old and decrepit, but at least they were wings. Your thoughts, is this season's roster worse than last season? I think that it's um, pretty much equivalent to last year's team. I think that last year's team had a better shooting and offense. This year's team is a horrible shooting team. But this year's team is a lot younger and more athletic, and, and I suspect that that combination along with Darvin Ham is going to mean that the team is going to be significantly better defensively to offset some of what it is going to be poor offensively. They can win some games with good defense, and I think that that's really what they're counting on because I think they realize and understand that unless they make a trade in the next couple of days, that 
they don't have the shooting to compete at all in the Western Conference, and they're going to be a non-playoff. They're going to be a lottery team next year. Now, the good point about that is we'll get one of the first 14 picks, you know. Wimbyama, yeah. Wimbyama, I hope I'm going to get tickets well, tomorrow. every lottery team, even the 14th team, has a chance, a small percentage chance of getting that number one ball. Oh, my god! Wouldn't gosh. that be something? That would be something. I'm hoping to get tickets tomorrow for so the we're tanking now. game. Gerald's embracing tanking, I think. If you're going to tank, do it all the way. That's all I say. If you're going to tank, embrace it. That's all I say. Go Sam Hinkie. Do the <laughs> Sam Hinkie thing. That's what I'd say, indeed. But, Jamie, before we head on out, do you think before you, you – I was embracing tanking. Think, you're embracing <laughs> tanking. But before we head on out, I wanted to go ahead and ask you what Blue Magic asks. Is this season's roster worse than last season? Uh, I mean, on paper, I think, yeah, I think it is worse. I think you had a lot more veteran. When you looked at last season's roster before, you saw it ever, you know, play together. Before they played. Right. Before you played, you could say, oh, all right, you know. It was a great 2015 all-star roster. Right. Yes. But also you, you thought – Okay, if, if one of Bazemore or Ariza has something a little more in the tank than they actually had, or if Dwight Howard could recapture his magic from two years ago, which he was unable to do, or there are a lot of ors, right? You know, a lot of iffy or type. Avery Bradley was as good as Frank Vogel thought he was. Well, and DeAndre and Jordan was as good as Frank Vogel thought. But he was. the main issue was that AD barely played. That was the real issue with last season's team. AD barely played. LeBron missed a big chunk of the early part of the season. Yeah, but the uh, record and, wasn't very good when they played. Is that's and, what's really scary. Eleven and, and Russ, ten. Russ had to carry the team. Russ had to carry the team, which we all know how that worked out. Yeah, so, yeah. without seeing one practice, one scrimmage, one preseason game, one you know game that actually matters, I I, I don't know what that is. I feel like this roster has a lot of guys who need to. You a need to get the ball in their hand and drive it to the paint to be effective. That's Lonnie Walker, that's uh, Toscano Anderson, that's Troy Brown Jr. That's all these guys who aren't they're, they're not shooters. They're not they're not natural outside shooting guys. Even even mid range, right? If it was a Demar Derozan type, where you're like, well, you know, he's kind of automatic from 15, 20 feet out. Okay, that's something you can work with. All of these guys have to be in or around the paint to be effective. None could be the exception to that rule. If you, I mean, everybody's talking about how explosive he looks in practice. Uh, and that's fantastic. We heard a lot of the same things towards the end of the season last year and he never played. So, you know, I, I can't put a lot of eggs in that basket because that basket, you know, is basically being held by the Easter bunny, which we all probably don't believe <laughs> in at this point. So, uh, you know, I, on paper, I think this is a worse team, but that might be a good thing because on paper, I thought last year's team was better. So maybe, maybe it's, you know, Murphy's law where, you know, whatever you expect, the opposite will happen. So, I, you know, I, and again, we don't know what anything's going to look like under Coach Am. For all we know, Russ is going to play the five and, you know, be down there, offensive rebounding, uh, setting picks for guys to like cut to the corner and then bleeding down on the break on defense or I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what is, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I it's, it's hard for me to see. I, I don't even know who I would close games out with this roster other than LeBron and AD. I really don't. I don't have, I, I mean, Reeves, 
I would hope, I guess. None, I would hope, I guess. The <laughs> There's not a lot to work with on paper. So that's, I think, what's frustrating and maybe even a little scary to Laker fans right now. And I understand that. Uh, that's basically the point of my five things is, is, that I just wrote, which is if, if cheapness and bad choices are going to define this modern Laker era, what is the impetus for the everyday man to shell out hundred bucks a month for his cable package to watch the team junk it up or certainly go and see them play in person? None. There's no impetus for that right now with this team. There's no excitement around this team. There's only dread. <laughs> There's only dread. And so uh, I don't. Not true. Not true. Okay. Tom has a lot of hope for Trade this. Trade coming. Trade well, coming. Guys, we're going to have to finish it up right here real quick. But, Joe, any last thoughts? Is this team better, what you see, than last year's team as far as filling the rest of the roster out? This team is worse because they're a year – it's a year later for Westbrook, which means not good things. Schroeder is not better than he was a year ago or two years ago. You know, the wall in the NBA can be like this. It gets that quick. And we're supposed to be winning championships. See – if you were sitting here telling me this is going to help, this is going to help, and we were going to make a playoff run, cool. I'm thinking about a title, guys. There's no shot right now. Yeah. Zero. So what difference does it make? What happens at this point? Why not just ride this disaster to the end? Don't give up anything and just, you know, LeBron is always all about LeBron. So he's he's going to have something. He's, he's, he's going to have his title. By January, when he breaks Kareem's record, so he's going to be happy. He'll, you know, do his interviews after that and say eyes a hundred times in his talks, and and then that's it. It'll be nice, and maybe if we're lucky, we can see AD play uh, like like we would hope AD would play, and maybe a couple of young guys like Reeves and your favorite guys with a JTA. Maybe he he flourishes here. I don't know. I. Uh, title title's not going to happen. And at that point, if that's the situation and there's no one trade that's going to create at least a chance at that, then at this point, you guys, we got to just accept that this is not going to happen this year. I am agreement with you guys that uh, for the most part, I think this team is lacking a lot of talent. No, no, no. Tom, Tom does not agree with Tom you. Not agree with Tom. Has he? It's younger. You can't judge this team until after the trade. Tom, we can't talk about what hasn't happened. Well, we're trying to answer Blue Magic's question, <laughs> so I'm sorry. All right, but I tell you what, I would say, okay, what if, what if I had a grenade launcher? I mean, just think but of all the don't. things I could do with a grenade launcher. Well, you don't. That's right. right. I don't have a grenade launcher. This is my point. Well, grenade launchers aside, it and is a great question. Unfortunately, indeed. we're online and your grenade launcher is not going to go anywhere except your own garage. But if oh, I had a jetpack, if I had a jetpack and a grenade launcher, all then right, I'd be like in right. Contra, old school, 80s Contra. All right, but it is the Lakers fast up, break. Up, down, down, left, right, there left, you go. right, A, B, start. Absolutely. Video games, gamer, being a gamer. <laughs> Come on, Joe, be a gamer. You know, just gaming, man. You know, Contra, NBA 2K. I, I can talk video games, sort of. Sort of. There you go. <laughs> but it is the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you being part of today's show. If you have any questions for us, always at Lakers fast break on Twitter. 
where I actually popped up, like you saw earlier, if you didn't catch it, my 1988 World Championship back-to-back -back shirt. I popped it up on at Lakers Fast Break and also as well Lakers Fast Break at Facebook. Big shout out to everyone on Facebook. If you can please go ahead and catch us on YouTube, you'll get all the shows there that we do right there at YouTube or also as well on audio, wherever you get your podcast. And also, if you have any questions, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. If you want to check out more of the discussion between Jamie and Laker Tom, it's just always fascinating. And they're great articles at Five Things. And, of course, the number one Lakers blogger and Laker Tom. Go ahead and check it out today at Lakerholics.com. And, of course, Ox1947. He's always roaming around the groups today at Lakersball.com. John McCallion says left two, left two, triangle, or three. <laughs> well, I will say that the chat has been – you've been tremendous. I gave you a big special shout-out. Truly appreciate everyone being a part of it from Umar, John, Blue Magic, Jeff. You guys have been tremendous petting my cat, Bubba, Nick Wong. You guys have been all great a part of the chat. Had a nice crowd tonight. Again, if you have any questions for us, please hit us up. But on Thursday, we'll be back. Looking forward to, I think, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Going to try to get it that'll on be, that. That'll be the trade session. That'll be the trade session. Okay, okay. But I also want to talk Legacy Episode 7. Sure you Joe, don't miss and I, it. Joe and I have seen it. Yes, don't miss it. That'll be the trade session. So we'll go from there. But once again, we'll see you on Thursday. <laughs> He's getting his jet pack. It's, My it's gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll go indeed. But we will be back on Thursday. We truly I'm appreciate researching jetpack defenses already. Uh -oh, watch out. Watch out. Listen, All right. The Lakers are going to need jetpacks if they're going to win. Uh, that's something like that. Something like that, indeed. But again, we truly appreciate you being part of the show, part of the program, and hopefully you will have your jetpack ready and going ahead to join us on Thursday for the supposed trade show right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.